Welcome back to the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast. This is episode 33. I'm your host, John O'Halloran, also known as Chalk Dinosaur. And uh, today is August 2nd. And I wanted to um, give a little recap of our performances this summer. Kind of a recap of what's been going on in the live world of Chalk Dinosaur. Um, Mostly, I'll probably get off on some tangents, but that's okay. Here we go. Um, We haven't played that many shows this summer, but the ones we've played have been very uh, impactful shows. Kind of big, big shows for us. Um, and it started off on June 3rd, Thunderbird 6-3. Uh, we played at the Thunderbird with our friends in the Northside Organ Trio, uh, which features, uh, three members of the Pittsburgh music scene who are, you know, very active and playing a bunch of other bands. And that was actually our first headlining show that, that, uh, that I've ever played. Um, we've we've co-headlined some shows, um, but that was really the first one that I've set up um, that was like our, air quotes, our show. Um, and that's always been kind of a scary thing because, you know, you're kind of on the line. You're, you're responsible for how the show goes, pretty much. Um, so promoting it, getting, you know, attendance, as good as you can. Um, I guess the fear is that you you put a bunch of work into getting this show together and then like uh, nobody comes or not that many people come. Um, so that's usually kind of the what's going on in the back of my head. I'm like, uh, you know, trying to make sure that um, the show goes well. And it did. It went really well. Um, there weren't as many people as came to our our previous show when we were playing with Shaq Nicholson and the Clock Reads, but um, it was still a really good turnout and um, the show went show went really well. I know uh, John had some John Henderson, the guitar player, had a had a gear malfunction um, during the show that he had to like adjust to on the fly. So that was, uh, he handled that really well. And, you know, you probably wouldn't, wouldn't have even really noticed. Um, yeah, one of his guitar pedals went out, just like stopped working or he was not able to use it. And it was a, a very, um, it was like an effect that he used a lot. So he had to figure out how to, do the show without that. And, um, yeah, I was over at his house this weekend and we were listening to the show. And that was the first time I, I had listened to the show really. Um, I mean, I mixed it. I haven't released it yet, but I, I, I recorded the show, multi-track audio, the show, and I, um, I had mixed it, but I hadn't really listened to it all the way through in a while since I had mixed it and um it it was a pleasant surprise. I thought it sounded really good. And it kind of happens like that a lot where I don't know if I'm mixing the audio of a show, especially right after the show, um 
my ear, I feel like is just very hypercritical and very sensitive to anything that, you know, maybe didn't go the way I wanted it to go or, um, some, a lot of times I'll be working on it right after the show and I'll be like, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't sound that good to me. Um, but then after some time passes and I, you know, don't listen to it for a while and I kind of just forget about it. And then I listen to it again. I'm usually pretty, pretty happy with the way it sounds and surprised in a, in a good way. So after listening to that this weekend, I'm, I'm excited to put that to the video and, and get that on the internet. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that show went well. We played a couple new songs and, uh, yeah, there's songs that we're going to be putting on the next album that, you know, features the band, um, which I'm not sure when that'll come out. It's kind of been a very slow process of recording it. I've just, uh, just kind of, uh, feel like I've been real occupied with, with so much other stuff that I just haven't, uh, haven't made the time to, to really knock that one out. And this happens a lot where I, I make a whole lot of progress on a song or a couple songs and then a bunch of other stuff in life comes up and then I don't get a chance to work on them for a bit and I kind of, you know, lose that momentum and they get put on the shelf and then, um, you know, it could be months before I finish them. Um, so that, that's pretty tough. I, I finally started, uh, kind of like scheduling in time to work on, to work on it. So I, I worked on one of the songs, like the, the first song from the album that we kind of made the most progress with. I started working on that and, um, I really like the song, but it's, I don't know, it, sometimes in some days, it's just hard for me to, like, um, I don't know, there are certain days where things just don't sound good to me, it's like hard for me to make something, or, or for, for me to get stuff to sound uh, good to my ear, and I feel like yesterday was one of those days where... I just uh, was having a hard time getting it to sound the way I wanted. Um, but it'll probably be one of those things where I take some, take a, you know, a little bit of time, even just one night to just sleep on it. And then I'll listen to it again. And it'll probably be, uh, it'll probably uh, be easier to work with after I, have a, a little bit of a break from listening to it. But yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I keep having this thought working um, on these songs. Now that we've started to play the songs live, um, I have this thought like I've, I've wanted to record this album live in a studio because I, I know someone, I'm friends with someone who works at a, a really nice recording studio in Pittsburgh um, they've got just such a really amazing room. Um, they've got an amazing 
like mixing board, like a classic Neve mixing board um, that has a lot of history with it, which is cool. Um, just a really amazing microphone collection, instrument collection. Like, I feel like it would it would definitely sound better if we recorded it there. At least like the the starting point would be a lot better. You know, a lot of it comes down to how you mix it and how the performance is. But um, the the songs are like they're like almost done though. Um, the ones that we've recorded in the basement here at my house. Um, and I'm still kind of like, uh, like it would be nice to try that and record these live in a studio. Um, I don't know if it's too late. <laughs> I think I might, I might go, I might try to finish these. Uh, yeah, it'd be kind of heartbreaking to, uh, finish them and then kind of be like, eh, you know, I still want to, do them in a studio and kind of have wasted that. It wouldn't have been a waste. Like it, it really helped to aid in the writing process whenever we're recording, uh, making the recordings. Cause then you can kind of listen to it objectively when you're not playing it and you're not thinking about exactly what you're playing, but you're able to listen to the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I just feel like we'd have better tones if we recorded it in a studio. I mean, the recording sounds pretty good though. Um, it's just, uh, I really enjoyed how it worked when we did Spectrum. We recorded that in a studio. We kind of had the songs rehearsed, and we we went into the studio with the goal of getting, you know, bass, drums, rhythm guitar down, like the main foundation of, of the track, and then overdubbing other stuff. Um, and that worked out really well, and it, it really made the album more cohesive and uh, or at least the, the process was more cohesive than kind of just piecing it together piece by piece here and there from different locations. Um, like the energy was very cohesive and it was a lot easier to work on for me as like the, the mixer and uh, producer. It was just, it was way easier to work on. Um, cause everything kind of just was part of the same performance for the most part. And all the tones were, were good to start with cause we recorded them in a studio. So yeah, I, I sh I'm probably going to need to make a decision here pretty soon, like about doing this in a studio, um, before I put too much more time into it, I'm, I'm going to have to either commit to doing it here, finishing what we've done so far, or us going to a studio and recording it, um, getting a better, getting a better recording to work with. Um, so I think I'll at least try to finish the one song I'm working on now and see if, um, see what I think about it, see what everyone thinks about it. Like if, um, if it wasn't just me yesterday, like not being satisfied with the way it was sounding, like if that, if that feeling persists, then I think we'll, we would be, uh, wise to do it in the studio. 
um, and really at least give that a try. Um, but yeah, um, well, well, I was talking about shows here. Yeah. Back to the shows. Um, so after we played that Pittsburgh show at the Thunderbird, which was great, that was really fun show, good turnout. We felt good about it. Um, the next show we played was at the Peach Festival, which is it's a big music festival in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, it's like the Almond Brothers Festival. Uh, there's always, you know, the Almond Brothers used to play there. And then there's, there's just like members and associates of the Almond Brothers that always play there. And I think that's like somewhere between 30 and 40,000 people that go to that festival. It's three stages and uh, it's, it's on this ski slope. And, um, it's also, there's also a water park there. And, uh, we got an amazing time slot. I'm not, I, I'm like very surprised. Um, I think we got really lucky with that because we played on Saturday at I think 6.30 p.m., 6.45 to 8.30 or something. It was like 6 to 8, somewhere in there. It was like one of the best time slots uh, we could have gotten. The only bands that had, you know, better time slots were um, Goose and Trey Anastasio, which was like, I don't know. I'm just really surprised that we got that time slot. So it was great. Um, felt really good for that set. We didn't get a recording of it. We just got video. So we've got camera audio, um, which is listenable and it's, it's pretty good. You kind of get a vibe of like what it was like what it sounded like there. Um, it's not super high quality though. Um, and, uh, our set, we had to stop with two songs left or two and a half songs left. Um, because there was some, there was a storm approaching and there was some lightning. So they had to stop the show and everyone had to, everyone had to go seek shelter which the last time I, I went to peach fest in 2016 as just a for fun as a guest or as an audience just regular patron and there were some crazy storms um that year and so a lot of the shows got got postponed or canceled or cut short that year um so I guess I wasn't too surprised. I was hoping we wouldn't run into any weather. And all things considered, that was a good, you know, we, we got lucky because um, we got to play most of our set. We we didn't get to play the climax of the set, which was a little bit of a bummer. But but we, uh, we got to play most of it enough to make an impact. Um, by the end of our set, you know, the crowd had grown a lot. There was a lot of people... Uh, at our stage and um so they stopped the show and this was one of those festivals uh this stage at least that we were playing like you couldn't access it 
from a car. So we had to park in a parking lot and then they came over with like a like a golf cart trailer thing and then we shuttled our gear over on that to the stage. So we loaded back up onto the cart and they brought us back to the parking lot where my car was. And um, so then we loaded our gear back in my car and right when we right when we loaded the last piece in, it started downpouring. Um, so we were lucky that, you know, we weren't in the middle of transporting our gear in this uncovered golf cart when it started to pour. And I think we had tarps and like mostly everything was in cases, but it would have been, that would have been bad for us. <laughs> Something would have gotten wet and like broken, I feel like, um, which, you know, would have been our fault for not covering it up. But um, anyway, yeah, that, that show was great heard a lot of really good feedback from from people who were there and personally I felt really good during the show like I I felt very calm I was really enjoying myself I felt very confident in like what we were playing and um I felt like I was playing well um and you know it poured for a bit we were able to hide out under we were able to get some shelter um, in this like green room trailer, and also they had some canopies backstage that uh, we were able to stay pretty dry and wait out the rain. And it it didn't last too long, and then it cleared up. And for the rest of the night, it was it was clear. And and before the rain too, like before our set, we were there. I don't know. We were there probably around like two o'clock in the afternoon or something there for a couple hours before our set, which was great. We got a, I always like to be there a little early to kind of get settled in and kind of walk around and see where everything is. Um, and it was a really nice day. It was sunny, um, warm. It was awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then it was great until, you know, until that storm came and then it, it it didn't last long though and the rest of the night was was great so anyway beach fest yeah that was that was pretty crazy just that we were we we got on the bill and we got such a great time s- slot i'm not exactly sure who was responsible for that but it was some kind of word of mouth thing and it's always nuts. Like I never had any luck, um, getting booked at a festival that I contacted, like that. I, I never had any luck when I reach out to a festival, like trying to get booked for a thing. Like if I sent, you know, sending emails or whatever to different festivals, seeing if we could play that has never worked for me. And the only way we've ever gotten to play some of these awesome festivals is just through invitation. I guess it's somebody involved with the festival um, either has heard the music or has seen us or they have a friend who has seen us and recommended us. So it's it's all invite only. And um, so we're really fortunate that we got uh, invited to this. Peach Fest, yeah, that's a that was a really big one for for us. Second biggest festival that we've ever played. Electric Forest was the uh, the biggest, I think. 
back in 2018. We were supposed to play in 2020 and got canceled from COVID. And uh, when they brought the festival back, they redid the lineup and we were excluded. So that was a bummer. But we got to play Peach. And um, then we got to play the workout in July, which the workout's a very special festival for me and for Nick. Um, the workout, it's, it's in Ohio, in Thornville, Ohio, which is about two and a half to three hours away from Pittsburgh. It's kind of near Columbus. And it's at this venue called Legend Valley, which um, we've had a lot of really awesome experiences at this venue, um, at this festival, you know, six to eight years ago, we were going, um, and I was, I wasn't performing at the time. I was, I took about a, mm, took about a four year hiatus, four or five year hiatus from live performance from about 2010 to 2015. So I first went to Legend Valley in 2013 for a festival called All Good, and I went with uh, my group of friends and my brother Nick and our friend Andrew, who would go on to be the bass player for a few years and um, had like a very amazing kind of eye-opening, inspirational experience at that festival. Um, and then we we went back the following three years for the workout at that same festival or at that same venue, different festival, called The Workout. And uh, it was a little smaller, it was a little more intimate, and um, just had, like, a lot of inspiration from the music I saw and the experiences I had at that festival. So getting to play it was uh, a huge, um, huge deal for, for me and for Nick because... You know, when we when we were going to the workout in 2014 to 2016, like I said, like I wasn't performing. Chalk Dinosaur only existed in the studio at that time, and um, that kind of that kind of provided the spark and you know lit the fire of wanting to to get involved with that. And um, I don't know, just like seeing that environment and seeing like the music there and the kind of energy that was produced, uh, it it looked really awesome. And we were like, we want to do that. Um, so to actually have been able to, to do that and, and be playing and performing at that festival that kind of shaped our, shaped our music and like shaped our um, musical identity uh, that was a that was a big deal, but um, yeah, we we closed the festival again this year, which we did last year. So we played at two thirty on Saturday, and um, that festival always is like a. I'm always amazed that that festival seems to just uh, it goes all night. Like people don't people don't sleep. Um, they don't, 
they're not conservative. We'll put it that way. So it, you know, it's Saturday night and what I would expect would be for people to be like, well, I've got to go home tomorrow. So, you know, I'm going to, uh, I don't, I don't want to go too hard tonight and stay up too late, but that is not the case at the workout. Everybody goes all the way until the end. And, um, so that, that was awesome. By the end of our set, we had a, we had a good crowd. Um, this year was a little different because they had two, they had two late night stages going at the same time. So last year there was a bigger, um, crowd. Everybody was at our late night show because that was the only one going on. And this year was split between two. So there wasn't as many people, but it was still, uh, still a really good crowd by the end. And, um, the weather, we got lucky with the weather at that festival. We, we missed some, a lot of rain. Like it, it stopped raining right as we got there. And then I think it might've sprinkled during our set, but, um, overall it was, it was good. And, um, and yeah, that, that festival is just nice to play. The, uh, I love like the, the, the artist area, like the artist catering area. I, I love it. It was really awesome at Peach too. Um, at Peach, you can, you get these, um, you get tickets, um, like meal tickets kind of, and it just, you know, gives you access to the artist catering area, which is, you know, is like a big tent, um, with like a, just like a big, like buffet and like a bunch of drinks and stuff. And it was really good. And, um, workouts the same way. Um, oh man. And then they had the, uh, they had like a, a open bar for the artists, uh, back by the stage where we were playing. So that was awesome. Dangerous, but awesome. That's always the danger. You know, when, we, when we play at two thirty in the morning, um, like we got to the festival, I got there probably around three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. Cause you know, like I said, I like to have some time to get settled and figure out where I need to be, get the campsite set up, just like figure out, um, everything I need to figure out and, and just, uh, feel settled and calm. But, you know, having 10 hours to kill before your show and being in that environment where it's like, you know, it's a nice day out and, uh, you want to just like drink beer and, um, let loose, but you've got to, you know, you got to keep it under control. So you're, uh, so you got your wits about you when it's time to play. I was real tired for that, um, set. I mean, not while we were playing, but as soon as we were done, I was packing up. I was like, wow, I'm really tired. Um, and, uh, at peach, our set was earlier. Um, yeah, like 6 PM normal time. And that was nice. Like I felt really good for that. So I am excited about our next show, uh, our next like full band show, which is going to be at a festival called summer dance, which is another very special festival in Ohio at Nelson ledges, which is a, 
an old quarry, rock mining quarry or something. I don't know what the term is, but it's like a, it's a big kind of rocky lake. Um, and then there's a stage near the water and it's like a sandy beach. The water's clear. There's no like pond scum or anything. Cause I guess it's, it's all rock. Um, and then the camping is in a, a wooded area. It's a state park. So all the campings under the canopy, under a canopy of trees, which is amazing because, you know, usually you're camping out in a field or something and you're very exposed to the elements and the sun. So whenever, you know, the sun comes up in the morning, you're not going to be able to sleep because it <laughs> just bakes you out of your tent. Uh, I'm sure anyone who's been to a festival has experience that feeling you know you stay up really late go to bed at like four or something and then at like seven o'clock uh seven or eight o'clock it's like no more sleep because the sun comes up and normally when you're like camped out in a field you just get blasted by the sun um but summer dance you're underneath a bunch of trees so you've got shade and it's great. Um, and the really cool thing, the really unique thing about that festival is what happens at night because the main stage, the the last show ends probably before midnight, like 11.30 or midnight. It ends early, um, you know, for a festival. So all the music, it, all the official music is done by midnight. And then... At that point, um, everybody, like a lot of people set up their own music, uh, in the woods, like in the camping area. Um, I remember this is a state park. So there's a bunch of campsites, uh, around this rock court, this like lake and people set up their own stages. They, they set up, you know, we have some friends that bring a generator and, you know, some, some easy up canopies and they bring instruments. They set up like, uh, you know, drums, bass, guitar, like they set up a stage for, for, for people to jam. And there's a couple of those that are kind of scattered around the, uh, the, the venue. Um, and some people set up like DJ, um, setups where people are doing DJ sets, people are, people have bands. Um, it's just like all these rogue stages, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, it's always interesting there. Uh, I love how close it is about two and a half hours from Pittsburgh. It's really nice. Um, so we're going to be playing at 3 PM on Saturday which is good. That is good. That's like the festival goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because Labor Day weekend. So, you know, I've got to, got to stay, um, you know, not go overboard on Friday. And then after we play on Saturday, then I can go overboard on Saturday and Sunday. Um, not go overboard, but, you know, not be 
concerned with like setting up my gear and playing and you know I can relax um so yeah this one's very special because uh Lotus the band that they're they're always like the headliner there they play every night of the festival um and I'm not sure if they curate the lineup like if they choose who the other bands are but um uh lotus is a band that had a big influence on me and nick and our original bass player andrew um like that that had a big influence their music had a big influence on us and when we started jamming and playing around we would always kind of explore like their kind of sound and like the kind of sounds that they explore we we would we would explore those as well and it has definitely uh impacted the kind of music we play so being involved in that festival is is a really big deal and really special for us just to be sharing the stage with um a band that has been a big influence on us and um it's uh it's an honor to be in, involved because there's not a lot of bands at that festival. There's there's only a handful of them and a lot of them are side projects of Lotus. So it's really um uh it's an honor to be involved in that especially for several years in a row. I don't think I I realized that the other day and I was kind of blown away like Chalk Dinosaur is the only other non-Lotus band, non-Lotus related band um, that has been there for, you know, multiple years in a row for since 2018, which is crazy. Um, and I'm really happy because this year I'll have the full band. Um, every year prior, it's been either just me, me and my brother, Nick doing our duo set or me one year we did me Nick and Andrew uh as a three piece so this will be the first year we get the full band and yeah we are uh excited about that and I feel like you know we've got we've got our set down pretty well and so it should be a good set I think it's only 60 minutes so it should be a really tight 60 minutes. Um, I feel like 60 minutes is, it's nice because we can get it really tight. Um, and uh, it'd be really nice if I could get a multi-track recording of the audio, but I don't, I don't know. I, I, need to, I need to talk to some people and see how we do that, how we can get a recording. But anyway, that's the last uh, show of the summer. Now, me and Nick are doing two duo shows, um, one in Pittsburgh and one in Columbus on August 12th and 13th, back-to-back, uh, -back because we are, we are getting that going again, the duo, and, um, oh, what else? Oh, I played a, I, I played a solo set recently, last week? think at uh 
the U.S. Steel Building at their their patio called the Steel Garden, and that that was interesting. That reminded me of like one of the shows I would play in like 2015 when I first started performing again, and I was taking all these random shows because um, it was like. It wasn't like a show. The show wasn't like the attraction. You know, it was like the beer garden was the attraction and I was just providing, you know, I was just like in the background playing at it. So it was just like a random group of people uh, that didn't know who I was, didn't know anything about my music, were just there. And then I played a set and, um, you know, made a good impact on some of them. But it was just interesting to be in that situation because I'm usually playing and it's very, the music is very, like, uh, very much the attraction and, like, the reason why people are there. So this was more of, like, a background type of thing, background mood type of thing, which I like. There's, like, no pressure. Um, and, yeah, it was nice and uh, it paid well, which uh, I, you know, needed at the time. Um so anyway, yeah, uh, after after this summer, we have, we're playing like a fundraiser uh, as the band in October in North Park, which is right near my house. Um, that'll be Chalk Dinosaur and Friends. That's kind of how we're differentiating moving forward, um, whether it's the the live band, like the full band, or if it's just me and Nick. Um, so we were going to start with the band. It, it was going to be called Chalk Dinosaur and Friends. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll see what happens with that. It's a, I'm very confused on how to, uh, how to proceed with, um, with the band and with all the different, aspects of it but we're just gonna keep keep going and see uh see what opens up for us and where we are led but um yeah that was it it was a good 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 summer of shows it was pretty much just three or four big ones uh, which I like that. I like, I like the fact that they were all very impactful shows and, you know, that's like always been kind of the way I've wanted to do it is I don't want to be playing like a ton of shows and wearing myself out. I want to be playing selective, impactful shows, um, that are all, you know, have some weight to them. And I know that that's like kind of a, that's idealistic. Um, and it, 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 it slows down pro progress a lot. I feel like if that's, you know, taking that approach, I think it takes a little more time to build because, you know, you're taking less shows and you're being picky and, Therefore, you're probably getting less opportunities and uh, growing at a slower rate. But um, that's what... I mean, it's been working. We've been getting cooler and cooler. Uh, 
opportunities. Um, but you know, it has taken a long time and perhaps, uh, I've been overly cautious with it, but you know, I'm just, uh, always just felt very protective of music, like my enjoyment of music and, you know, anytime I, I start to get a feeling like music is stressing me out, um, I don't, like, I, I am inclined to back off and preserve my love for what I'm doing because if it just feels like if I, if I lose that, you know, then I'm, that's just means so much to me and it is such a big part of my life that I'd, I'm probably overprotective, but I don't want to lose that. Uh, I don't want to lose that love and enjoyment of doing music and of Chalk Dinosaur. You know, I don't want Chalk Dinosaur to become a burden or a stress. Um, or I don't want it to become like corrupt with, the, you know, business and money and like trying to becoming like... Um, I don't know, just like whenever I've always been a little hesitant to lean on Chalk Dinosaur and try to make that the the cash cow for me because once it becomes like a source of uh, livelihood, you know, once that becomes like what I'm doing to survive, I feel like that really changes the gravity of it um, and it is... No longer something that, you know, you can just totally have fun with. It's, you you can have fun, but there's a lot more weight to it because you also have to, and you have to make it work. And that's a lot of pressure. And, you know, maybe it's the pressure that creates the diamond, but um, it's also pressure that, you know, can suck the fun out of stuff. So that's what I'm... That's what I'm looking out for. Um, although recently over the past year, I've I've lost a major source of income, something that has allowed me to be relaxed with Chalk Dinosaur and kind of more just concerned with the art and the fun of it. But now I'm in a position where I've gotta I've gotta make something work, something else other than what I had been relying on. And, you know, Chalk Dinosaur is one of those things that, like, you know, I have already put a lot of work into it. I feel like it's got potential. Um, and it's, you know, might be life's way of telling me I need to start a new chapter and, you know, maybe maybe push Chalk Dinosaur more as a way to make a living and see if I can have figure out a way for to support myself with Chalk Dinosaur. I mean, in addition to that, I mean, I've, I've been trying a whole bunch of other stuff, um, trying to figure out another way, some way to, to make a living um, that is more self-sufficient than what I have been relying on for the last 10 years, which was writing 
underscore music for TV. I don't know if that's, you know, gone for good. Uh, probably not. Like, I'll probably have opportunities to do that again. But at the same time, I kind of want to, you know, carve my own path and have my own way to support myself that isn't reliant on on that, on, on someone else giving me work, you know. I want to kind of make my own make my own empire with uh with my skills and whatever. But yeah, I'm going to do another episode on that because that might be, you know, that's a whole that's its own whole bag of worms. Um But yeah, just wanted to do a little recap of the shows. They all went great. I got at least I got video of them. So, I'm going to put them on YouTube and you know, it's not the best audio, but the Thunderbird show will have good audio, but one of my cameras shut off during the filming, so about halfway through the show, there's only one camera going, and so, unfortunately, John Henderson is not in that shot, um, but the audio is good, audio is very good, and then for the other shows, I don't have the audio, but I've, I've got the video, so, but, um, yeah, uh, I guess check out check out the new singles that I've been releasing. Um, I had been making these Instagram videos um, for the past, I don't know, six months to a year, these little short videos, and I'm finishing those ideas and releasing them as singles, one every month. Um, so it's going to be on an album called Punch Funk Love. Once I've released, you know however many songs I want the album to be, which I'm, I'm not sure how many songs I'm going to make it. Uh, then I'm going to release the album as a whole body of work, delete those singles and it'll just be a full length album. But anyway, check those out. There's new singles every month. And, um, if you're interested in merchandise, you can find it at chalkdinosaur.com. I, uh, made a summer collection with tank tops and beach bags and stuff like that uh there's uh i think there's some new designs up there as well but yeah thanks for listening and um hope you enjoy the music oh what am i thinking check out pelican watch it's my new artist um i started a new artist thing a uh, new artist project I'm making um, they're like mellow lo-fi beats um, very calm and relaxing uh, instrumental beats um, Pelican Watch that's the name of the artist profile and you can find it on Spotify there's a self-titled album that's out and um very chill and uh, yeah. okay that's everything so I'll uh, talk to you next time have a great have a great week